Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Paul Smith. You might know me from the Not Up For Debate podcast, along with my boys, Tone A and um, Brandon. You know, bringing to you a new podcast called the Run That Shit Back Hall of Fame podcast. We're going to be taking a lot of our favorite albums from over the years. We're going to be dissecting them. We're going to bring some people on, and we're going to have a lot of fun. And I hope, you, hopefully you guys have fun listening to us. And what better to kick this podcast off than talking about possibly the best album from the greatest writer of the 21st century. His words, not mine. We're talking about 2001, Jay-Z, The Blueprint. You know, this album dropped uh, September 11, 2001. You know what I'm saying? It was a very, very crazy time. You know what I'm saying? I remember exactly what happened, you know, what was going on that day when this, when both, you know, what happened on that day happened and when this album dropped. You know what I'm saying? It was very scary times, but this is one of those ray of lights that came out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know, this album means a lot to me, and I'm glad that I'm, I get to talk about it with people, people that I care about. You know, saying it's crazy. Like the people that I talk about this with, you know, was the same people. We went, we just saw Jay Z. I would say like December 2017 for the 444 tour. You know, what I'm saying, and it's you know, it's just great that I get to you know sit and talk about an album that means a lot to me with people that mean a lot to me. So shout out to them, shout out to Tony, shout out to Brandon, shout out to Nate, shout out to B, shout out to Karen, shout out to everybody that came through. You know what I'm saying? And um, going forward, we're going to be talking about a lot of great music. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm very excited for this. I hope you guys get excited for this. And um, it's going to be a ride. You know what I'm saying? Don't expect these to drop every week. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be one of those moments. Like, when we're in the moment, we're in the moment. You know what I'm saying? One rule I think I will have for these breakdowns is that I have to at least be born <laughs> when the album came out. I think it's weird to talk about an album six, seven years before I was even born. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's pretty much the one rule. There'll be a few exceptions to that rule. You know what I'm saying? I might fuck around and talk about Straight Outta Compton, which I believe came out just a couple of months before I was born. So, you know, we'll probably let that one slide. But, um, yeah, I'm glad you guys are here with us. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. You know, and I don't want to hold you guys up too too much from here. So, um Let's get to it. Run that shit back. First inductee, um, Jay-Z, The Blueprint, 2001. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoy. Peace. How's everybody doing right now? Um, my name is Paul Smith, host of this new podcast, Run That Shit Back, the Hall of Fame podcast, where we're going to break down classic albums, albums, you know, that touch your soul. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, luckily I'm not here alone, you know. Um, we got, you know, my boys, Tone and Brandon from Not Up For Debate, you know. Uh, we got our... You know, we got a fight, friend of the sh- friend of that show. Um, what can we call you on this show? I don't know what to call you on this show. You want to get a new name? That's up to you, since you have. The I, I don't want to call you the the fake name. Okay. So, are you fine with us using your government? Sure. Or can we just call you B? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna call you B. And what can I call you? I'm Nate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> boom. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere I go. All right, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate this. You, you guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So, boom. That's right. Yes. <laughs> 2001. A very historic year for our country. You know, a lot of a lot of things happen. You know, a lot of unfortunate things happen. You know, but one glaring light came out of that. September 11, 2001, Jay-Z dropped... To me, his seminal project called The Blueprint. You know, all of us here were music fans, we're rap lovers, and, you know, we all look at Hove as the second coming of God. So what better way to start off this new podcast than to talk about my favorite Hove album, um, The Blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Blueprint dropped 2001. 
Um, despite the 9-11 attacks, it still managed to debut at number one, selling 400 copies. I guess I think the... 400,000. 400, excuse me, 400,000. Thanks, so. Um Sold 400,000 copies. Um, yeah. 2001, I don't think that was that good a year in music, honestly. Not really. You know, I mean, it's not too many stands. It's, I think a lot of innovation came out of that year. You know, say I do have a category where we talk about, you know, great, you know, albums that came out that year. But, yeah, I think it was a weird year for hip hop. I think it was a transitional year for hip hop in the two in the blueprint. You know, it it caught it caught me off guard. You know, what I'm saying it just it wasn't an album. I think I was ready to hear from Jay-Z. You know, what I'm saying How old were you? me, I was 2001. So I had to be 12 when that album came out. You know, what I'm saying I think, yeah, I, I believe I was twelve. The funny thing about that is, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear it when I didn't hear it when it initially dropped. I heard it later, you know, say, right. and I heard it on a bootleg CD. So I feel like I heard it later too. I, I was really young when it came out. So. Yeah, I heard it on a bootleg CD, and it was missing songs. So, <laughs> when, so when I heard it, I didn't hear "Song Cry" and I didn't hear "Heart of the City." Oh wow! Yeah, oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't hear "Song Cry" oh. until the video came out. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this song is fucking amazing. I can't believe I'm fucking missing this. Those are two big misses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very important misses, right? So, like, um, yeah, this was the album where, you know, with Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z's always been the guy to me. I mean, I've kind of held this against Hove is that, you know, he wasn't really a trendsetter. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when you think about Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable doubt it would if it, it fell in line with the other mafioso s type albums that came out at that time. You had Do or Die, you had uh, uh, um, Raekwon's Cuban Links, and you had Reasonable Doubt, which separated Ho from everybody else's. That his shit was just better than everybody else's, you know. Say, but he always fell in line with what was going on. You know, you think you look at Volume One, you know, saying it was very jiggy, very puff, puff produced it. So you know, what I'm saying, and then we get the blueprint. You know, say it just wasn't like anything I've ever heard. You know, and like I said, I wasn't ready for it. You know, say I'm listening to this album. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So when when the jam's gonna come in? <laughs> so you know, this is like I'm listening all the way to the part where it gets up to jigging my nigga. I said, okay, okay. I guess I guess this is where the album starts to kick in. But then it goes right back to more of the you know introspective shit. I'm like, you know, it's like, like I say, I didn't I didn't get it at first. You know, say but for a while it was like the only CD I had. So it was the only thing I was listening to. And then like it just taught me like it taught me rap. You know, I used to rap for those who don't know. And this album taught me how to rap. You know, saying it was to me the most versatile I've ever heard Hove, the most personal I've ever heard Hove, and you know, I appreciate it to this day. So, you know, let's start with you, Nate. What does that album mean to you? I guess I'll start with <clears throat> my, my mind state at that point. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm young, so I was young then. Uh, what, 10? No. Like eight. eight, nine, nine? Maybe nine? Yeah, like eight. So I was young then when that dropped. So just to give people an idea, you still can understand what he's saying. Yeah. Especially if, depending on where you come from and how you grow up, you can understand what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So back then, I didn't have that ability to just stream music like we do now. Like I had to wait a little bit before I even got the album. And I remember my first time actually being able to digest the album was, the only reason I was able to digest it is because my brother, who's a big music fan, um, shout out to him for even introducing me to this. He he actually downloaded it onto our Xbox after that eventually came out late, late 01. So that's funny because the <laughs> next year is when I actually got to digest the album. And I that's when I realized I was missing out on creativity and the work of art. Yeah. Um, 
that's what kind of opened my eyes. And I, that was the first, probably that was the first Jay-Z album that I heard and really took in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Before, and then I had to go back into his catalog to catch up with everybody else. Right. So that that hit that hit a point for me. He changed he changed my life for music. So mm-hmm. it, I mean, with saying little to none, he changed my life for music. Yeah, like before, like like I said before, everybody was like rap was a very bravado type of genre. You know, what I'm saying it's always a guy talking about how better he he is than the next guy. I got more jewels than you. I got more cars than you. Right. I got more money than you. You know, what I'm saying like. This album, I think it was just a, a shift from all of that. You know, saying like, you know, like I said, I brought up Jigga My Nigga and like, you know, it was produced by the Trackmasters. I think this album accidentally killed them. <laughs> if you think about it, like, what do you mean by that? like, 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 when's the last time you heard anything from the Trackmasters? Token, po- po- Poke and Tone. Couldn't tell. Exactly. The last time I heard from them was this album. <laughs> Tone, you're a big Jay-Z guy, you know what I'm saying? So, what, like, what does this album mean to you? I just wanted to go back on, um, starting on a few things. I thought it was a big year in hip-hop, and I just wanted to make sure because, like, 01, and I guess that has to do a lot with the age and how we was ingesting music. Like, I was a senior in high school when this dropped, oh, wow. so, you know, it, it meant something different to me, and, like, I was already a huge Jay-Z fan, so this wasn't like, it was just, like, the run of the mill. But at that time, the climbing in hip-hop was kind of bubbling up because, um, that pre like during that summer, Jay was going back and forth with Nas, or you mm-hmm. know, as far as Rockefeller, you know, at the time. So it was a kind of you know, and then you had Snoop Dogg. He had his last album with No uh, Limit with No Limit earlier that year. You had Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy was hotter than you know Fish Grease yes, at the time. Yes. Um, and Trick Daddy was like running hip hop for a little bit. Like Trick mm-hmm. Daddy was putting out nothing but hits. So it was just like this was like the shift in music. Like you know, going from New York, it was really nobody big in New York but Jay Z. Like Jay Z was alone holding it down in New York. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z and uh, DMX. DMX came out that year, too. Yeah. He had a um, great depression. Yeah, great depression. And you had Nas still mad at the end of the year, which, you know, Jay-Z kind of saved his career by giving him something to, you know, rap about. So there was, like, a really important, like, wave in hip-hop. But like you said earlier, um, it was during the bootleg era. So this album dropped. It was supposed to drop, I think, a little bit later. Ended up dropping I September 11th. Because it, yeah, you're right. You're, they pushed it up. They yeah, pushed right. it up because of the bootlegging. The bootlegging yeah, yeah wow. bootlegging was big. And I think like right before it had dropped, his verse to Takeover had leaked. And I think like Jigga My Nigga had leaked or whatever. Well, he did a Summer Jam. He did Summer Jam, but he never performed that verse against Nas. He, he only performed. He, he dropped he, it after after Nas did. Um, he he dropped it after Nas he never did, dropped the did re- Stillmatic. Yeah, because dro- Nas made Stillmatic. In response to the Summer Jam performance, he made a. And that's when he went yeah. back in the studio and if you recreated listen, that last verse. I know, but it never came out. It was, but it was leaking. It, it didn't come out to the album, so that verse was like nobody heard the Nas verse. If you watch Summer Jam, he ends it, asks Nas, "You don't want it with Hov," and everybody yeah. goes crazy. Nas drops the freestyle, and then he kind of unleashed um, the state property. So he was like, going, right. he was battling Bings and and uh, Freeway and all these people, and he was dropping these verses against them. Jay had never dropped a verse yet. So everybody's kind of like prepared to hear in that verse because they kind of knew like that verse was going to be on that album. Mm-hmm. So at the time, like we was excited. So like I actually went out and bought the album. This was like buying albums was big back then, you know, FYE or Sam Goodies, Sam Goodies, whatever, you know, at the time, <laughs> you know, kind of like shuffling through the catalog yeah. to kind of look for it. So and then you had the little like um, promotional like setups at the mall. And they would just have all the CDs or whatever. So I remember like, you know, and I'm just like a big music fan to the, like the core where it's like I bought the CD before I even got home and, you know, I didn't have a CD player. 
Like I'm reading the credits. Like I want to know like who made the beats, who wrote what, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's what it was all about. So like my first impression of just listening to it was like, yo, he he's this is the magnum opus for him. This was like and I think like from there, you know what I'm saying, you could say he kind of plateaued off, but we can get into that later. Um, but that was like, all right, this is the climate. This is like where it led up to, you know what I'm saying? You had volume two, volume three was like, eh. yeah. And then you had, um, the dynasty or whatever, which was supposed to be a collaborate, you know, it was, it was a Rockefeller album, but they built it as Jay-Z. Cause he was like on every track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like this one was like, all right, this is it. Nobody else was on the album except not, um, Eminem. And then you like listening to it. And I remember just listening to straight through and I'm just like, my favorite part was the second, like what I always thought was the second half. Like I feel like after Jig and My Nigga, it kind of gets a little bit more serious, and that was like my favorite part of the album from then on. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. Cool. I have a few tidbits about this album. Get right into our categories here. Um, you already said it. You already mentioned how like they had to push up the release date because to combat bootleggers. Um. So, hold on one second. So yeah, um, quiz. The song "Girls, Girls, Girls." Every time they did the hook, they did the hook three times. Can you tell me the three rappers that did each hook? Slick Rick. One. Is Q Tip on there? Two. I don't know the third. Nate. I don't know. Bro. I can't. Bismarck. Bismarck. Oh, yes, 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 yes. In the very beginning. And I, in the video, it is. Yeah, he's in the video. Too. I don't think. And I, Slick or Q-Tip. No, no, just Slick. Slick was in the video. No, wait, Q-Tip is in the video. <laughs> he may be. I know Slick Rick was. I think he was in. Jail yeah. At the time. yeah. One more thing I found out about this song that I found out today: uncredited vocals by Michael Jackson. Really? That's mm. on Girls, Girls, Girls Part Two. Part Two. Oh, okay. That's on the okay. remix. Okay. That's on I the can, remix. I, oh wow! But wait, is and that's weird because the remix. So you listen to Girls, 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 you would think the original was produced by Kanye. The original was produced by Just, Just Blaze. Blaze. You listen to Girls, Girls, Girls 2, it sounds like something Just Blaze. So it was like, they had like, yeah, it was basically, yeah. Oh, wow. But isn't part two on? Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's a hidden song. That's what bonus is. tracks were big. Yeah. Does does that song remind you guys of um, Gold Digger, Kanye song? No. It doesn't? No. I, have to li- I didn't, When I was listening to it, I didn't really think about it that way. All right, so I can see what you're still. saying. That still though. might be me then. I can see how he's like jacking that whole kind of like. Uh, kind it's of the same song. format. You're just, just thinking format. about that manipulator right now. But moving on. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Kanye, um, uh, he originally made the Heart of the City beat for DMX. You guys may know that he said in um he said in his song Last Call, um, and another thing, this Heart of the City originally had R. Kelly. Yes. Which I think would have made the song mm. better. Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't, nah. You want to say that right now in 2019? I'm sorry. I no like comment. we we give people their flowers here. I'm sorry. We just have another guest that just popped in, Karen. You know, <laughs> says, shout to Karen. <laughs> I could have had, had the sounds ready. No, I'm sorry. Like at that time, I would have definitely paid anything to hear R. Kelly Heart of the City song. Um and the rulers back beat. Was originally being originally made that for Loon and or Black Rob, mm-hmm. and you guys should know this one. Ren- Renegade was originally a song by Bad Meets Evil, Eminem and um, Eminem and uh, Royce to Five Nine, which might have been the beginning of Jay Z's trend of just dr- jacking songs from guys, just <laughs> <laughs> just calling it his. It's mine now. You know what I'm saying? Like he does that all the time now. 
And the and Jigga My Nigga was originally supposed to go to Nori or MC Light. Wow, MC Light. Yeah, MC Light. And I could definitely hear it. <laughs> That's uh, what's the name on there? Produced that just Blaze. Oh, you Jigga My Nigga. Yeah. No, track no, 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 no. Track yeah, Trackmaster. Yeah, Next category, we have... Okay, how about this? Let's start with you, B. Uh, B. What's, your, what's the best song in the album? Best song? <laughs> That's really no. hard. <laughs> best Just, song or personal no. favorite? Name your, we can start with your favorite. favorite. Yeah. yeah. I would say All I Need. All I Need? Yeah. I love All I Need. Karen, this is you just popping in. Um, <laughs> Bring it down to one. <laughs> <laughs> Cut them in half. Song cry slash renegade. Mmm. Okay. That's 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 surprising. Renegade, renegade is surprising. She said renegade. That is that's interesting. We'll get into that tone. Cute. Oh, this is tough. It changes day to day. Mm-hmm. I like um probably never change in song cry. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you don't know. They're all my favorite. Yeah, it's hard. It depends on my mood. Yeah, I think today was like you don't know. True. Yeah, I'm, I may have to say you that, don't. Like, that may that, that may be my, my pick. That's my safe pick. That's the. It's tied for first place. Yeah, that's the pick where you hedge your bets because I feel like you don't know. That's just I think that just set the tone for everything. Like that song is just it's just it's just biblical. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it feel like. Yeah, there's another thing about you don't know. You don't know is like one of those things. Like it transcends. The album. Yeah. And it's one of those things like he doesn't perform a lot of records off of this album anymore. He always performed You Don't Know. He has just to perform that. It just gets you then, blood boiling. Like it, it's almost chilling. Right. Like to be like, you know, like anytime you see Jay Z, like obviously like people know all the words. But when you get to like you don't know, mm-hmm. like people say that shit with like yeah. some kind of conviction. Body, like. And then like at the end there's thirty seconds of just a beat. Yeah. And then when he like kind of just throws up the diamond, that shit. Right, it just makes you feel it because like, everybody puts it up. You right, know what it saying? just feel like a dragon is breathing fire on you. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you just want to pull it's your hair out when it gets to that one. Right, the, you know what I'm saying? Like it really brings you brings that out of you. It's like it should be Jon Snow's uh, yeah. theme song. <laughs> just laugh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, can I say that I just was in the car with Donnie and all I need came on and he knew the song. Wow, and Donnie knew a rap song? Like, okay, That's crazy. Shout out to like, Donnie. Right, this is kind of a classic. It has to be because if Donnie knows that song, he's not a rap person at all. So, yeah. Okay, then. So, um, yeah. like So, so we're, gonna, we're just going to settle on You Don't Know for right now, right? That's the standout song? The standout? So. All right. So, all right. The next category, I'm going to aptly titled the Jigga My Nigga Award as the song on the album that that doesn't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, usually other albums, you know say there's probably more candidates, but I think this one is just like straight up. Like, it's just, it's just obvious. Like, how did this song make the album? That's just like... He had a good record, uh, um, track record with the track master. Right. I think that was... Like, going back up. to what I said earlier, I think this is like, like, this was like a swan song from them. Like, because you haven't, you didn't hear anything else from them since. I, you know what I'm saying? I think it was a change in the tide and the fact that this Trackmaster song, it just it just sticks out like a sore thumb, you know what I'm saying, on this on this great album. Like I know JS from the JB and JS podcast, he said like, you know, this album's like, you know, 14 out of 15, you know what I'm saying? But that 15, it was like a putback shot. And that's Jigga My Nigga, you know what I'm saying? Cuz I still like Jigga My Nigga. Yeah, it's not Well, Jigga that is it Jigga My Nigga or Jigga That Nigga? Jigga That Nigga. 
Oh, excuse me. Because he has, like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. He has Jigga a couple Jigga songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we gotta be. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I always think that I'm gonna hate it because of the beat. And then once you listen to it, you don't hate it. But then there's some, like, verses. I mean, like, bars that are just, yeah. like. He got a couple one liners. Yeah, the one the that. I got more I think, sixes than first grade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's one. That so, was, like. Like I, said, I don't hate it. It just doesn't fit. Lazy. Lazy. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just doesn't fit. I think he just needed to fill something up. He said, let me just throw that one in there. Well, you, that was still like the early 2000s where like singles were big and it had to be radio friendly and it had to have a little jingle to it. Like you still had like the South. You had Ludacris and you had all these like guys coming out with these type of, type of records. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. it was just like fun for the club. Like the club was big. People was going to club back then. So like, I don't know. Like I, it kind of fits, but at the same time, it's just like. Cause it was a change of the tides. We wasn't used to the type of like looking back now, the soul music. Yeah. Cause there was people that didn't like, they thought the album was too slow. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like when I was first listening to it, I was waiting for the turn up and then it got to jigger my nigga. I said, okay, now that I was going to pick up, but it just didn't. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. okay, so this, this is what he left me with. And I was, like I said, I was upset. So I didn't have money to go buy CDs. So like I would have to wait on my older brother to make me and burn me CDs. And like, this is all I had, you know? So I didn't have songs to turn up to. The only song I had to turn up to for like five months was jigger my nigga. <laughs> so like, you know, it worked for me, you know? Like H to the Izzo was one of the records that I thought was like extremely too slow. Mm. Like even if you play in like in a club, yeah. they speed it up. Okay. They actually speed up the BPMs because it's a, it's like it sounds slow in the car. Like it'll come on and it sounds like it should be a little faster than what it is. But it's okay. still one of my favorite records. Yeah, I still like the record. Uh, all right, so we'll move into the next category. What's the best line from the album? I have a couple of candidates. All right, I have Hove did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. The ninety-two bricks line. I know, I know the way a nigga living was whack, but you don't get a nigga back like that from Song Cry. The entire You Don't Know song. <laughs> pretty much Do you fools listen to music or skim through it? Don't be the next contestant on a Summer Jam screen. The Eddie Murphy bar. Or this bar, which I think like was so ahead of his time. The Gucci flip-flops line from Chicken My Nigga. <laughs> like, Future owes Hove a check. Out of those, what would you say is, like, the standout bar from this album? Mm, okay. You're, you're free to add. You're free to add it in any of these categories. Are you just saying the one that's, like, what line, like, what line, like, whenever, like, when you go back and revisit this album, like, you can't turn to anything else unless you hear that line. Or you can't turn, you can't turn the song into, you know, the entire, like I say, I'm, I'm edging towards that, but if, I'll, I'll go ahead and get my pick. It's probably the 92 Bricks line. It still holds up to this day. It's become a parody of itself now. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's a signature Hove bar, you know what I'm saying? And it's true, so. <laughs> What'd you say, Nate? Mm-hmm. There's, he said a lot towards Nas. Just, <laughs> yeah. I was holding on. I was. I was. That's a good add-in. I was. I was waiting for that. But it's just a lot. It's a lot that's going towards Nas, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> also, another good mention is how like um, he tells Beans, "I ain't trying to change you. Just give you some game to help you transition from the streets to the fame." Like that. That bar hit me. Like. Like he was, he was really t- 
saying some shit. Like, that's the thing about this album. Like, Hove is actually talking to you. You know what I'm saying? He's not talking down on you. He's not acting like he's better than you. He's talking to you. And that was like a line that really stuck out for me. Like, you know, he really wants to help niggas out. You know what I'm saying? I know Hove gets flack for how he treats his artists, but he really, you know, he goes out of his way for his artists. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them were millionaires and none of them went platinum. You know what I'm saying? Like, Beans, like, he wanted to put all his chips into Beans. You know what I'm saying? It's just that Beans, that's one thing. If any rapper can learn a lesson from his beans, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. You know what I'm saying? You have to make a decision. I know they had an episode about this with Paperboy in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? You have to make a decision. And beans, he just, you know, he just never really grew up. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why, like, listening to that bar now, like, it just hits, you know? What would you say, Tom? I don't know. Like like I said, one of my favorite songs is uh, Heart of the City. Never change, but like Heart of the City, like everybody quotes the one, like you know, um, and the Fuji's gonna break, break up. up and, yeah. yeah, everybody quotes that. I mean, like a lot of those songs have so many quotables in it over okay. the years, and you just kind of keep adding on to it. But um, probably that, like, um, never change. Give him, uh, give him money to eat. Next week he's broke. Mm-hmm. When he sleep, he reaching for your throat. Yeah, you know, like shit like that. Like that was real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if you listen to it. Like today, mm-hmm. you just like you can apply some of those lessons. It's like, yo, this, you know, what I'm saying, like he was really like, like you say, he was like spitting some game, you know, at a time where most people, was, you know, other than Scarface, probably, right? Everybody else was just rapping to be rapping, you know, what I'm saying, like yeah, guys just, who actually talked to you, you yeah. know, what I'm saying, like that was the first time I ever felt that from Hove, you know, what I'm saying before I was just jealous of what Hove had, like you know, what I'm saying because I, like I think Hove and Two Chains is the best at rapping about how much better at life they are than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't you don't get better than them. But, like, Hope, I'm actually, like, just soaking it all in. Like, you know what I'm saying? He felt like a family member. <laughs> all right. So, um, we'll move to the next category, which is, um, what about the album holds up the, holds up the best? You know, so a couple of, cat- a couple of choices here, the production, you know what I'm saying? I think that, that just, it just aged tremendously. I mean, could you agree? I kind of disagree. Right, <laughs> I think another thing is the rapping. I think this is Hove's best rapping, you know, what I'm saying like ever, you know, what I'm saying like, and it feels like he kind of made one producer try to be better than the other. You, if you, I get no, that, that sense. That's an, well, that that's drive. another thing you can talk about in the tidbits, like like Just Blaze and Kanye. Bink, right. They was it was a competition amongst yeah, well, them. They that, was in the studio like, with each other a lot. Yeah. They was all fighting for placements and stuff. So that helped too. You know, mm-hmm. you could feel a drive from yeah. you know obviously the beats and everything, but they, yeah, they definitely know, just it. tops it off. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing that ages well with the album, um, Eminem's verse. Can I just say, <laughs> I, yeah, Eminem's a good rapper. I, but I listened to Renegade today and I was like, wow, like Eminem, like no, he bodied him. He bodied him. <laughs> oh. He bodied. He like, definitely bodied him. Yeah, he fucking body. Yeah, that's just like it ages well when you think of like how Eminem raps today. You know, say he's not really saying anything no more. You know, saying he's just rhyming words. But then when you listen to Renegade, he's actually saying some shit that makes that fits with the actual song. You know, saying but that's not the last time we're gonna hear about that verse. Um, (laughs) The next thing that ages well, Song Cry. I think feels like a precursor to Four Four Four. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. 
that safe to say? I mean, he's a human, so he probably <laughs> made the same emotional mistake twice or more right. than once. So Apparently, he coming all, back to yeah. that emotion. That's yeah. all it seems mm-hmm. like. Because all his music is autobiographical. You know, right. all of it. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I'm not trying to knock his. You know, uh, what's the word? Gen- geniosity or whatever you. I don't even know the word for genius. But I'm not trying to knock him on genius. that half because he's a straight <laughs> genius on that part. But um, I I don't think he was planning for four 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 in oh one. No, no, no. I don't think. No, I'm just saying this is accidental. I'm just saying when you think of like now, like it's word. You know, say it took it's it tested time. You know, saying like definitely given because like to me, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, let me let me hold on to that. All right, the next thing that age as well. Um, Nas's career, like we we make this a point, you know, saying to say that to me, Takeover was always better than Ether, in large part because it saved Nas's career by accident. At that time, Nas had one foot out the door, you know, saying niggas was like he dropped like two duds, you know, says so like all right, it's, it's about a rap for this nigga, and then you know he's been going back and forth with Hove on a subliminal thing for like years at that point, and then Jay drops. You know, he does the Summer Jam thing. And then Nas re- replies with Stillmatic. And then Hove drops Takeover. <laughs> and then Nas catches him with Ether, which I say it saved his career by accident because nobody, at that point, at that time, nobody thought Nas had it in him still. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nas was just saying a whole bunch of disses. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I still have Takeover just because he was spitting facts. But, like, still though, Nas put himself back in the, he put himself back in the ring, you know, accidentally thanks to Hove, right? Right. But then again, which song aged better? Oh, Takeover, definitely. Exactly, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, take, yeah. you were saying, like, this is a, it's a bunch of questionable lines. Well, in both songs, but yeah, yeah. just more blatant, in, more blatant in Ether. Right. You know what I'm saying? The fact that Ether is now kind of like a hip-hop lexicon word now, like, whenever a rapper gets by, he's like, oh, you got Ether. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah. that's not happening without Takeover. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we'll get to the next part. What aged the worst about the album? And I'll start off with this. Eminem's verse on Renegade. <laughs> wow. Dang. Just in just in the sense that Eminem doesn't rap like that no more. You know what I'm saying? And on the fact and the fact that that's like the go-to like crush that white people use to say that Eminem's better than Jay. <laughs> like that's all they have is that is that Renegade voice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's one of them. <laughs> Obviously, Jigga my nigga. I don't think I hate this. I just it just don't hold up. I'm just saying it just just that nigga. Excuse me. This is that song doesn't age. I'm saying nobody's gonna rap on a beat like that no more. (laughs) Um, I brought this up before. Hove had a few questionable bars on this album. Um, uh, about oh yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, about how about how Nas used the fag model for Carcano Esco ads. Just heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, cringy. Uh, getting a few chicks, getting them to try to do E. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's a lot of shit. I mean, like that was, but that was real. That was real yeah. back then, though. That yeah, was that was like a thing. thing. Shit is real now. It's, yeah. it's not like that. Yeah, it's just taboo to say it out like that yeah. now. But um, what about that this? was his life? Yeah, that was. What about this? I'm, I'm conflicted about this bar. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a very clever bar, but like I said, it just wouldn't work today. The Navajo bar from Girls, Girls, Girls. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of shit in uh, Girls, Girls, Girls. Even the yeah. he mentioned French fries. What was a stereotype? Towards, yeah. The French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like I got this French chick that loved the French kiss. She thinks she mm-hmm. bow barrack with her hair in the twist. Right. Yeah, this is a lot of yeah, this is a lot that doesn't hold up. Um, what do we think about Nas? I mean, Hov insinuating him smashing Nas's girlfriend. I mean, baby mother. 
That was real. I mean, that was the no, problem. no, it was real. I'm yeah. saying, is that something that could work At today? The point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Rappers still do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Future's doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. Machine Gun Kelly did it. Machine Gun Kelly did it. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's women, not making songs. He's just women impregnating are, Women them. are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. All right, one more th- one more thing I got. Um, bringing it back to Nas, how rappers beef today. Like, you know, back then, like, when you had a beef with a rapper, you went straight to the studio. Now guys is beefing on Instagram and... Against who? Kanye? Yeah. He already did. Against who? Soulja Boy? No, I'm... No, he already did. Like, like me in the studio against He oh, did, multiple we times. We don't want to get off the... That Pusha T disc right. was more of a... Yeah, we'll, we'll, and in my feelings was a... She just wants, she just wants Kanye. Because I see your tweet. He's like, "Yo, he needs to make a back to back." Like in your feelings, in my feelings, supposed to be the back to back. We don't know this. No, <laughs> Would you put it past Drake? I, I don't think it's not. A, it, I don't know. You listen to the verses. If we're just going off the fucking small snippet where he says, "Kiki, do you love me?" or whatever he, he says. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if that's it, because the rest of the bars have nothing I'm to saying, do with it. He didn't go out of his way to deny it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're not supposed to. No, no, it's the same. But Drake is Drake is the type of dickhead that just lets shit simmer because it benefits him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What rapper explains any rapper that explains himself? Record like that, everyone's doing that shit on Instagram. What? He wasn't even promoting that record. No, it was I an accidental hit. So why would he make that? No, I get it, but it's like when you when people say things enough, it it accidentally becomes the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like We're you could off. probably question yeah. Jay Z losing 92 bricks and getting them all back, but the fact that you know it's been said for so long, Hov just started owning it. You know what I'm saying? So like, but he's never explained it. That's the point I'm saying. Like the fucking rappers don't talk about shit that's just become folk. You know, it's let's leave it as a myth. You're we right. No, you're right. Think he's ever going to come out like, <laughs> like, unless he gets to like the age of Quincy Jones and just starts spilling it, spilling it right, right. right? He starts talking about all the shit. He's like, Yeah, in this record, you know who I was actually talking about, Weekend, right? You know, isn't that the new shit now that they beefing? Yeah, what I thought they were just kissing made up or way, yeah, off, we, way we, off the rap. But yeah, I would say that age didn't age well because rappers, you know, what I'm saying like nobody goes to wax no more. Everybody wants to like all they do is just go on Instagram and smash each other's baby mothers, but that take so shopping. That, that's the thing that didn't age well. Like actual like records, you know what I'm saying? Beef records and just leaving it there. Like, yo, we just gonna we're gonna yeah. see who's the better rapper. Like going to the Instagram or going to any social media to explain yourself after you drop the record or doing fifteen interviews or whatever, like all that shit is just trash now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's what kinda died at that moment, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say at that moment. Other rappers had beef too right after that. Okay. Okay, I got another write-in from with me at the age of the worst because I feel like Rockefeller Records because you could say this is right around a time where the the hinge is starting to come off between mm. Jay and Dean's relationship. No, it, it was around two thousand because they had black. You had black they, album. They, they made that like movie Death of the Dynasty. It was around. It was around that time, right? No, I don't know when they made a the movie, but I don't say you. I wouldn't say you Rockefeller ends. I mean, you had two thousand three. You had. He dropped another album in 2002. He dropped yeah, Blueprint. Two, two more albums before they... Um, you, you had Black Album, and then you had Kanye West's albums, which was 03. I mean, that's still... 04, like, but still, though, like, 04 is when they split. I'm just saying, like, this... Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like the... Like, the, the chinks they, in the armor started... It started around that time, though. You know what I'm saying? That's why I heard Then you had the, the situation with Aaliyah. Like, you know... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You're trying way. to make some connection, but I don't know. 
All right, man. <laughs> All right, then. That's settled. I think when they started selling uh, Rockaware and uh, Macy's, that's when the shit went oh, downhill. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's when it went downhill. <laughs> I thought Macy's was for, like, high-end yeah. niggas. Like, I didn't... <laughs> nah, I'm just saying, we always buy it. it so, was, it wasn't, back like... then, it kind of Macy's. Yeah, they had, they had uh, Rockaware and Sean John at the same damn time. Right. So, you had to go. And a Nietzsche. And Nietzsche, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, Nietzsche wow. was my shit. Did they? I don't know. I ain't never been That's downstairs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't make it past the perfume. Now, now that they moved the cologne downstairs, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, but before, I never made it downstairs. So all I knew was like, that was where you could get that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then it was, I think that's where it didn't age well. Okay. <laughs> Rock aware? Rock aware. I mean, the photo. Rock aware, it, 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 it held. Nah, it, it, nah, it was over. It started to falter right around like, I would say 06, 07. It made it up to like 08. I mean, it's still around now, yeah. but it, it, it made it long, but I mean, we're the, the height was we're like... We're in the age of nostalgia. Like, if a nigga was to walk around with a rock like wear a jean jacket... Like, in like 10 years, like, it'd be rocking. I mean, I've seen people with FUBU. Yeah. <laughs> Quick little tidbit. I think tidbit. Jinx <laughs> Quick little tidbit. I think it was 2005, 2006. I was in North Carolina. I was trying to get with a girl and fucking... Y'all know me. I'm a sucker and shit. So I went, and I went to this store which would be like the PCX for like up here, but like down South. And I bought like a G unit shirt, <laughs> but she already had the shirt, you know what I'm saying? So I took that shit back and I got like a rock wear jean jacket. That was it. It didn't go nowhere because my mom fucked me over and moved us. <laughs> we moved up here, but that was it. All right. 2001. So before oh, go ahead. we leave that, what do we think age worse then? Rockaware or Rockefeller? They're both Rock-o- still brands. I was, They're both brands. I would say Rockaware. I would say Rockaware because niggas are still rocking where niggas are still running Rockefeller chains. Yeah. How do you think Dane feel about niggas still rocking the Rock chain? Dane sick to his stomach. <laughs> Yo, every time he I didn't hand him himself. Like, yeah, they're like on Meek Mill. Yeah. Uh, Vic Mensa has a Rockefeller chain. What the that fuck? That is true. That is true. Um, <laughs> Callet, Callet has one. Yeah. Um, niggas who ain't even signed to Def Jam like. There's athletes with one. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian Telfair has some motherfucking Rockefeller chain. Like, I just seen an interview the Dream with Dream has He's one. Right. Dream has one. Yeah. Jadakus, well, Jadakus is actually signed to, he was like, Jadakus was the last artist signed to Rockefeller, right? The Locks kind of signed to Rock Nation. <laughs> Rock Nation, yeah. yeah. I remember like the last artist signed to Rockefeller was Jadakus. See, I signed to Rock Nation somehow. Yeah. Mm. All right, so 2001. Is this the best album released that year? I have a couple candidates. Run them. Songs in A minor. We have Kid A by Radiohead. Gorillaz debut album. So Addictive by Missy. 8701 by Usher. In Search of by, by NERD. Mr. Don't Play by Project Pat. Aaliyah's final album. Nas is still mad at you. Free dad. Beanie Siegel. Beanie Siegel, yeah. That was a classic album. That was, a, that was, a pretty, it was his best album, yes. Mob Deep. Mob Deep dropped Infamous. Infamy. Infamy, excuse me. They had a lot of infosomes in their album names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> High Tech and... Uh, Child, oh, the... the yeah, I know you talking technology. about. Did Black Star drop that, that year? Wu-Tang, Iron Flag. That was ass. So yeah, it was ass. Um, Jada Kiss, Kiss the Game Goodbye. Kiss the Game Goodbye. Which was ass. It's ass as an album. Yeah. But, like, had, like, four records. Huh? Discovery. 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 Yes. No, it was the year before. 
Was yeah, it really? Yeah, that was 2001. She's right. Oh, I wow. I remember. Okay, that fucks up everything, because I thought that was 2000. Because I know the... I know the I feel like Busta Rhymes came out that year, too. He did come out that year. Pastor Kavassier definitely dropped that year. There you go. DMX, The Great Depression. Great Depression. Yeah, so told right. you, man, that year was better than you thought. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I think it was a trans. I think it was a very experimental year. Ja like, if I no, think was, about it, it was a trans. Damn. What was that? Ja Rule Oh, that was. Yeah, he ja- that's album. his classic. That is his classic. You're right. No, I thought it was the uh, Vinny. No, BG that's just his first album. I his that was best album is Pain Is Love because it has his best song always on time. Did Christina Aguilera dropped that year. Ludacris, word of mouth, word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, bulletproof wallets. Bulletproof wallets. Madonna dropped that year. Uh, but not a good one. <laughs> nah, that wasn't a good one. But I thought that's why he said Christina Aguilera. Oh, oh, she doesn't. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna. Damn, that's a little. Oh, Jam. music dropped that that year, right? Music Soul Child. Oh shit, Little John, put your hood up. Mm. That was my favorite. Yeah. Album. That's still my favorite Little John album. Like, absolutely. Bia, Bia. <laughs> that's my favorite Little John album. That is a violent. Okay, album. I'm gonna just make my call right here. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> Ghetto Fabulous. Ghetto Fabulous. Eh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm serious. Like top three? Like, uh, let's do a top three. My top three is probably going to be In Search of by NERD. He said that. All right, we, oh, we're yeah. all going to do our top okay, three for sorry, the year. I'm going to start off okay. with my top three. My sorry, top my top three is, my top three is, I'm going to go with The Blueprint, In Search of NERD, and I'm going to go with Discovery by Daft Punk. That's my top three, too. Okay. <laughs> Nate, where you at? Huh. Mm. That is true. That came out. That was a classic. Oh, yeah. Right, she's adding, she's yeah, back, drama. back when she fucking dished us and got all happy and shit. Fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> we need that Mary J. Blige soaking in the corner I'm not crying Mary J. Blige. What I think now, because that's different, because going back, I'm, yeah. I would say that's back the then. I'm too. trying to think what I was really bumping back then. That's what I'm looking at. I would say. The Blueprint, obviously. Missy was on fire at that time. Yes. I bumped that album a lot. I actually liked it. Um, and Hope was on that too. One yeah, Minute Hope, Man. Yeah. yeah, One Minute Man. And um, that didn't have the Trina. That, then she came out with the uh, video. was for the video. Yeah. yeah, yeah I didn't even tough. know they were I gotta, on I gotta That's do when he dissed Beyonce. Get your independent out of, ass out of here question. Oh, <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Word. That is a fact. And um, word of mouth. Yeah. Those were the records I played a lot. And I mean, I, I listened to like almost all of them. But those was like the three. Like, cause Little John, I was listening to it back then. I had that album, but I didn't love it until I went down south in '03 and was mm. actually down there when they were playing those records. And I was just like, "Yo, this shit is the goat." <laughs> <laughs> so I had a different feel for it years later, but okay. at that time, it was those three. You know what's another? I wasn't even into NERD like that. I only liked Lap Dance. Mm-hmm. I didn't even like that album until later. Yeah, he was on, like, that video was on BET Uncut. Shouts to BET. Yeah, you know what? That was a monumental year because that's when BET Uncut started, right? Yeah, right around yeah, that time. What that thing smelled like. Yeah. <laughs> that's a classic. That's a classic record. It is. What that thing, <laughs> what that thing smelled like. So, what are, you, what are your top three? <laughs> he actually did Karen. it in the video, too. He's like, <laughs> um, okay, so this is really hard. Okay, so I have to say, okay, I'm, we're doing back then, right? Mm-hmm. If it's back mm-hmm. then, then. If it's back then, mm-hmm. then unfortunately, like, it has not back in then. that category. That was later that I appreciated that album. So back then, 
it would have been probably Aaliyah for sure because I literally did not stop playing that album and then Mary J and Missy okay right may have to rework that rework this category but fuck it (laughs) that was tight alright last category is this Jay-Z's best album the magnum opus category. I'll start this off with, like I said, I'll say yes, and I'll give my reasons why. To me, this is this will always be my favorite Jay album because, like I said before, like I just love because Jay set the tone with this album. Before, like you know, what I'm saying Jay, he's always just followed what was hot and what was profit, what was selling. You know, what I'm saying this, he was just completely in his in his zone. You know, what I'm saying he just, you know, it's not like he was trying to, you know, meet any deadlines. It's not like he was trying to make anything for the radio or for the label. You know, say so he simply did it what he he did what he wanted to do. You know, saying so he got three, four producers and just stuck with them. Back then, you know, saying like an album might have like upwards of like eight, nine producers and shit. He only got like three or four guys. You know, saying just made what he wanted to do. You know, what I'm saying like I said, and I just love the rapping. You know, what I'm saying it just doesn't get better than that. It taught me how to rap. You know, what I'm saying back when I used to rap, and you know, this it always have a place in my heart. So what do you think, B? I don't know. That's a really hard question. I would have to like see all his albums together, like see all the tracks. We can name some down. We got and it had like six producers. It had a lot of producers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Timberland, Trackmasters, Bink, Bink, Kanye, Kanye, Just Eminem, Blaze. Just Blaze. Okay, Seven, yeah, six, six. six. Okay, that's a lot of producers. I would, I would put that. I would put. <clears throat> I, I, it's tied. I tied it. I did tie um, that album with Reasonable Doubt. I did mm-hmm. tie it. That's the only album that I know that can tie it. Yeah, and I'll say that. Yeah, like I said, I edged it over Reasonable Doubt. Like I said before, that's because what I'm saying. I edged it over only because Reasonable Doubt fell in line with the Perp Tape and then Do or Die. You know, saying um, Life After Death, those Mafioso albums, like the Blueprint, was just something that nobody was doing at that time. You know, what it saying? was, but at the same time, Reasonable Doubt is a I'm proving my point album, and then and then I feel like we transition into. But that was I told you so, and yeah. let me claim my you know, like I'm gonna talk my talk now. Like you said, he took his time. Okay, and, and, but so, so it's if, just hard to put one. Which is funny because he technically didn't take his time. He recorded an album in two days. I mean, but that's <laughs> like eighty percent. Yeah, I heard it was a week. He ended up finishing it in a week, but he recorded okay. majority bulk of the album in yeah. two days. You know, Hove can record one track ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, like he like on. like he usually does like DJ Khaled songs like like three days before he drops them like right around Grammy time <laughs> he drops them that yeah. afternoon yeah. yeah yeah he's like he's like yo it's Grammy time right, right. Like, all right man S- what's sens- going on senseless in- music time let's you get know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah senseless <laughs> I mean it probably is like to me O's best most co- cohesive album yeah you know what I'm saying like, oh definitely cover to cover yeah yeah it's like you can listen to it straight through and be all right like even through Jigga my nigga yeah you know, or Jigga that nigga that's just that's the song you push through. <laughs> uh, some, like I, said, I yeah, like the song. I'm some, just saying though, but like when you when you're in a vibe, like I said, I like to smoke and listen. I to don't this mind album. that. I mean, there's sometimes I don't want to listen to whole lot. Uh, whole lot. Oh, Vito. I was gonna bring that, that up, but the third verse. That up. Yeah, the third verse. Nah, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how he gets you. That's how he gets you. Because like, right, I listen to it because I gotta get to the. I third used to verse. piss my mom <laughs> off listening to that part of the song. You know, so she's like, "Yo, turn that shit down." Nah, motherfucker. I meant to ask about that. Does whole lot Vito go in like the? Jigga my nigga category? I no. Just because of the third verse. Okay. That third verse is a That's classic fair. verse. All right, so since it's hard for you to decide your if it's the best, what would you say is your top three be? My top three? Yeah. 
Okay, this one, Blueprint, I would say Reasonable Doubt, and... Because hmm, I like a lot of Jay-Z albums people don't like. Like, I like... Um, you like Kingdom Come? Yeah, I do. I listen to the There's intro. There's some sneaky records. I listen, I listen, yeah, he, I listen, he got a few of them that catches you. Like the like he, like he catches records. you off guard with niggas, the though. he catches you off guard with the intro <laughs> because he brings pain in the, he brings pain in the ass. So I was like, oh shit, he brought back pain in the ass, and then he's rapping on the chest. You think that's you know he's setting the tone with that shit, and he just start getting to all this shit. But I love that. I love um, the title track Kingdom Come, and I love um, I like Beast Shares. So I'm gonna come clean. <laughs> I did my scene. Right, I, must, uh, I had that on repeat for a minute. <laughs> so um, I came in. Like I said, I'm, I'm not. I'm not hating. That's I'm probably crazy. the only guy here that lo- whose favorite whole song is "Sunshine." So yeah, yeah Volume um, One is a. It's Volume One is one of my favorite albums too from Jay Z. Yeah, okay, it's just yeah, only like three fuck ups. <laughs> it is. I it's like three it, girls. Com- one. Yeah, like, yeah. That's just like a plain like fuck up. But like even harder the city, you know what I mean? Like I said, harder the city. But like the one with um. Black um, Street. The city's mine. Yeah, city's mine. I like mine. that song. That's not a bad song. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, ah, you didn't. Have I don't to think do Sunshine's a bad song because, like, I think Sun, Sun, Sunshine. Imaginary players. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, that shit is classic. I think Where Sunshine is a better. I think Sunshine is a better song than Ain't No Nigga. Like, I don't like. I don't think Ain't No Nigga is a great song at all. I think the beat's terrible. You know, it, I don't. I just don't think it's good. Like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm like, y'all like that song, but y'all don't like Sunshine. No. <laughs> Sunshine is weird, man. Yeah, I don't think it's weird. It's that really snare. It's the, it's the sound of it. The Volume snare. I personally believe y'all niggas hate it because of the video, which I also nah, love. I'm trying to think of that, <laughs> like the music. And that's the only thing about um, Blueprint I love. Like Blueprint is just so crispy. Like that was like, I'm not an audiophile by any means, right. but I'm probably the closest one maybe in this room. Like I pay attention to that shit. Like that shit is like one of the things that I love. And that was like almost the introduction of like Guru, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. at the time. And um. Guru kills that shit. Like, yeah. That's one of the best. And the, whoever mastered it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know Guru recorded it. I think somebody mastered it. But um, that's one of my favorite parts of that, like, album. It's the actual sound. Like, you can just get through there. wasn't no, like, weird shit going on. Mm-hmm. Static. It just sound crispy. Does anybody else want to hear a version of Heart of the City with DMX? No. I think I do. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, yo. I, like, have we ever heard DMX on a Kanye beat? From DMX back then? Yeah, I do want to hear that. Yeah. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> Yo, argue, relationship with DMX with is the only person in the game that I feel like that could have compete with Hope. That could have kept up if he would have like had his life straight. And together. no, they was like they were eye level. Like you know, what I'm saying? at some That's point it was. I didn't. I never rated X was Nas over up him. There, though. Yeah. I never rated Nas up there though. Like a lot of people would. That's another age thing, though. Yeah. That has to do with age. Nas's problem was that he wasn't creating hit. I mean, he had a hit. Because you gotta think like, about Nas came out early nineties. Yeah. He was with a different caliber of MCs in New York. Wasn't really like he was already five years in when Jay Z started rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like rapping, rapping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Reasonable doubt style. Um, so Nas already had this like, yo, he's one of the best artists in New York one of the best rappers. So that was already stigma that was over him. And you see, he probably had two and a half, like Jay-Z said, like two and a half albums that were like decent. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, and then he just dropped like a dud. Yeah. And that's why he got away. Like Jay-Z had a way to capitalize by 2001. Like, all right, mm-hmm. let me overtake just with consistency. Jay-Z beat him with consistency. Yeah. Because he was just like, all right, I'm just constantly dropping hits every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where Nas would just take off. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Do some weird shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, Nas was broke, so like he was trying to make a lot of like he was you know what I'm saying? Because by publishing, yeah. Well, he had yeah because he is 
Like, he had to he had to borrow money to buy an outfit for the Source Awards, the one with Suge Knight. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I think he, you know, that, you know, played a part in the choices that he made. But, um, man, I had a question to ask. But yeah, well, I would love point, to hear. Right. I would love to hear DMX on that. Yeah. I think that yeah, it was a point where DMX was just flat out above Jay Z, just better. Yeah, it was. And they, that's how al- people felt. Allegedly, I heard that they freestyled against each other. They battled each other. Yeah, well they known. did. Yeah, Dame has a tape. Well, he may just be lying because I think he would have released it already if he really did have nah, that he shit. Ain't that desperate yet? <laughs> I don't, uh, he, he getting there. Though. He's getting there. He's not there yet. We'll see. All right. He had the the uh, post and delete last night, so yeah. uh, he definitely had that going. So yeah, Dame didn't age too well. <laughs> that would probably be it. Out of yeah. everything, that would actually be, would be like Dame dashed in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to Dame. He was still cool up until like six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> now, because I feel like he's just lying and just saying whatever now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like randomly says stuff. And I'm here for it. Don't get it twisted. I will listen to anything Dame says. But now everybody that you was once. You know, yeah, idolized, yeah, yeah, and then you know, yeah, Dame was, yeah, and then everybody's kind of moving on, and then like from Dame's perspective, everybody that he seen kind of like he, he probably felt like he had a relationship with, kind of chose sides on him mm-hmm. and just moved on without him. You know what I'm saying? So that shit has to be weird too, like to be the outsider, mm-hmm. especially in a real tight knit. Like they all be around each other all the time. Like everybody, like. That Jay Z fucks with and um, Diddy, they all be in each other. Instagram, you see Nas a part of it now. Looks a little Biggs weird, is right there sitting next to Biggs, whole. Like, it's, it's uh, heartbreaking. I'm sorry, I look at that. And then you got, heart. and it's like nobody's never around Dame. You know what I'm saying? And that shit has to be, it has to fuck with your psyche a little bit. You know what I'm saying? At some point, so I can see him like getting to the desperate measure where he starts releasing dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Dame actually, I mean, Hove actually said on 444, like, I know it was a shot at Kanye, but he said, yo, if everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane. So when you look and see that nobody's around Dame, but everybody's just around Hove. Well, yeah, he had it in part three, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dame made billions, mm-hmm. just made billions, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to come clean, like, on re-listen, I, I used to give volume, uh, I used to give volume one a lot of flag, but I think that fell into, like, the, the, it was written type of syndrome, because it, it was written, you can argue, is better than Illmatic. It's just that, you know, it just wasn't Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? But it still it still holds up pretty good. It right. still has a lot of great songs. You know what I'm saying? I have more fun listening to that album than I do Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? And you can make the same argument for Volume 1. Oh, we still talking about Jay-Z? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, you mean, like, it's not enjoyable listen? No, I mean, like, it's just better than we give it credit for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think some people do because he has such a great, you know, like, discography mm-hmm. in general and like what i was saying earlier is like the blueprint is where he finally gets to that like pinnacle it's like all right i am the top mc like this is like submit to me you know what i'm saying that's his classic album that's the one he's most known by is the blueprint and then he kind of just plateaus off like we don't expect him to drop anything less you know what i'm saying he doesn't really get any better mm-hmm. after the blueprint there's no like another leap there's parts where he kind of dipped down you can look at kingdom come after he Left the game for three years and he snuck in a bottle of Ace of Spades on us. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> that oh. you wow, that is a take. He definitely dropped that album to push Ace of Spades. <laughs> yeah, like he didn't want to make an album, right? <laughs> Wanted to fucking sell some champagne. So you had that, like you know what I'm saying, like. But he he plateaued, mm-hmm. and that's it. There's no other part in Jay Z's career you could say like, oh, he took it to another level. There's absolutely none part. I kind of, but that you could kind of see the growth from Reasonable Doubt to Blueprint, and then it's just. I kind of feel that way with 444. Like, I wasn't ready for that 
for that type of hope. I don't think it's a growth though. I don't think it's another level. I don't think it's a growth. I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. Like I could like ten ten years from now, that'll probably be like I that'll probably be right underneath re, um the blueprint as like when I talk like my favorite hope album. Yeah, how it ages. Yeah. yeah. And I like, and I think it means like we always talk about their uh, music is a timestamp in people's lives. Mm-hmm. So when they drop, you could always like you you kind of like edge it back to where you can where you was at at the time where it dropped how you felt, what you was into. And we were all at different places when we heard um, Blueprint. But, like, even, like, the Black Album means something to me a little bit different than somebody else's, you know, life in Black Album. Sometimes albums drop, and it's just a regular week. They don't remember what the fuck they did. They don't even remember, remember it dropping that week. Now, like, look at music now. You know what I'm saying? It drops so often that you don't have time to, you know, be prepared for these releases to have a little bit moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at Kanye West's, all his release dates up until like recent where like he made them events, mm-hmm. you know, I'm about to drop or he'll create some event around it. Um, he'll prepare to tour around it. He did the thing with, um, 50 cent. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jay was doing those same things. Like you knew Jay was going to drop. Like he had his, you knew when he was coming, the new single will come right before summer. He made this summer jam or whatever. So you had the single through the summer and you knew right after that, the album was dropping sometime in maybe September through the winter. Like most of his albums had dropped during that time. Right. Um, so I always felt those connections to Jay-Z because it was like a, a cycle in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. all right, now you had the album. And it's almost a timestamp of what you was doing that year in 01, you know, where I was at in 01 versus maybe 03, all the way up to whatever now. Like, you don't really get those now. Right. Because everybody wants to do either two-week rollouts, a month rollout, or a surprise drop. And it just doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's why this music is not digested the same. It's just like, all right, microwave food. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not too many. It's not too many albums I hear now that's gonna be like, like I said, like t- five, ten years from now. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna revisit like, oh, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, just like a few of them. You know what I'm saying? I have one in mind that we're gonna do later, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, this was this was fun. I I thank you guys for showing up. You know what I'm saying? This is amazing. You know what I'm saying? We'll check back here in a f- couple more weeks and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of what album I'm gonna do next. You know what I'm saying? I got a I got a nice little short list. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I know. I mean, I know what you're gonna say. My music, high, Sure, I do. I'm from the streets with a hood swallow on me, bullets are following me. There's so much coke that you.